This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Hi, I'm Jay. This is my hetero life mate, Silent Bob. Hello and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. Uh, a nice different sort of intro there for you, as if you don't know already, we are doing a show today on the filmography of the amazing Kevin Smith. If you don't know who Kevin Smith is, then you will find out in this show. I am joined by two Kevin Smith fans, well one super fan and one one person who's new to new to Kevin Smith. So I'm joined by Jess and by Paul, if you just say hello guys. Hello. Hello. Hello, excellent. Jess is uh, an aspiring, I would actress. say, aspiring actress yeah. <laughs> um, from Peterborough, and Paul does a blog and is uh, like me and is a nerd. Yeah, well, that's fair, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, a nerd as well. <laughs> well, as well, okay. I feel fair a bit of pressure now being billed as the super fan, though. No, well, we're both super fans. We both love Kevin okay. Smith, and most of the stuff you post on Twitter is pretty much Kevin Smith stuff, anyway. Which I is do fine, love Kevin Smith. Yeah, who doesn't? I love Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to follow either uh, myself, Jess, or Paul, um, you can follow me on Twitter, well, which is the Facebook, uh, well, which is the um, the radio show at the FTV. Um, Jess is Fluffy Go Lucky. That's F L A F F Y Go Lucky, and Paul is Slasher underscore Nerd. Um, Northants comic. Northants movie nerd. Northants movie nerd. Mm-hmm. So uh, go out and follow them as well because that would be great. Um, if you want to follow us on the Facebook page, please like it as well. Um, that's FTV Show. We're also on Instagram as well, which is Film and TV Show. And if you are listening on the podcast and you're just kind of listening on the, the Podient website, click on the subscribe via um, wherever, really. Tune in, Stitcher, our, uh, Overcast, Pocket Casts, iTunes. iTunes is the best one, though. So, you know, hit subscribe. That would be great. So we're going to start with a little bit of music. And then we're going to come straight in with uh, our favourite one, our favourite film.
Yeah, lovely little bit of jungle love there, Morris Day, and the mm, time. Uh, if you've seen Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, then you know. So, uh, we'll kick off with our favourite Kevin Smith film. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> Can do. You go first. So, it was a tough one for me, but I absolutely love More Rats. More Rats is probably mm. my all-time favourite. It's the one I watched the most, and I love it so much because it's it's so simple. It's a, it's a normal film. I think Kevin Smith, his his direction and the uh, the post edit production and the way in which the uh, all of the cast kind of come together, I think, is great. Mm. It's it's all the more um, it's kind of all the more real because you've got such a close knit between um, Ben Affleck. Jason Lee, um, Kevin Smith, Jame Hughes, and then you kind of throw in the other guys as well to kind of pan it out a little bit. I, I mean, I love Jason Lee in that film. Yeah. As so, Brody, he's amazing. Yeah. He is amazing. And considering that was his first film that he did, um, he's just he just steals the show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I think with, the thing with Jason Lee is that he can be very hit and miss, but in the films he does with Kevin Smith, he seems to be amazing. Mm. He seems to be really yeah. strong in all of them. I I just love the chocolate covered pretzel. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. It's amazing. I think I'd, I'd 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 love the the dialogue. There's nothing nothing wooden about it, no. at all. And I think that makes it so so natural when and you're watching it. I think that Jay comes into his own in that film because in Clerks, yeah. Um, I mean, we, I love Jay and everything, but in Mallrats, he really steps up his game. And, I mean, considering the studio, you know, said to Kevin Smith, you can't have Jay in this film. And they wanted, what did they want, Breck and Meyer? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but he really stepped it up. And I think he, I think he's brilliant. I, I think, considering Jay's background, I think it was very risky of Smith to put Jay, Jason Mewes, in that role as a drug addict basically because mm. of, of of jay's background in mm. real life you know and i think it it kind of pays off because everything he says everything he does you you believe yeah it's very real that it's, it's you can tell that he's kind of drawing on his own experiences yeah a bit and kind of adding it to his character absolutely and you know even if you watch the, the live um bits that they do they're so natural together it's like Mm. It's like they're mm. brothers, and they they literally are, you know. But they are they are great, and I I just love the the chemistry between all of the cast in Mall Rats, and I, I love the the premise of it, you know, the the cheap knockoff of Blind Date in it, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, you know, you've got the uh, you've got the security guard who doesn't say a word. You've got obviously Bob using his uh, Star Wars mind Jedi mind trick to try and move <laughs> the tape, and you've got um, Affleck as that that Shannon bloke. And it's it's great for me. I absolutely love it. I I think it's funny. I think Joe uh, is it Joey, Joey Lauren Taylor, Joey Lauren Adams, Joey Lauren yeah. Adams. Yeah, um, I thought she That's was Gwen. actually really good. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. She actually, um, she is the um, what's the word? She's the inspiration for chasing Amy. Yeah, because she went out with Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, what I thought when I was watching Chasing Amy today actually, because it's. Yeah, with the way the order is, you can tell that there's the the link yeah. behind it with him. Yeah, because he was with her. He met her on the on the set of uh, Clark's. Was it Clark's? I think it was probably more right. Yeah, he because he met her. He was with her for a little while and then split up. And then he got together with Jennifer Schwalbach, mm. who's his current yeah. wife. Um, and he got with her just 
before Dogma, and she was pregnant during Dogma and had. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. She had, had Harley Quinn just before editing and stuff, and they put her in it. Oh, okay. So, which I didn't realize. I only found that out today, which was great. Mm. But I really, I, what I like about more rats as well is the little uh, subtle sort of jaws references yeah. throughout, yeah. <laughs> because obviously Brody, Sheriff Brody, and then yep. T. S. Quinn and. They are like they do the proposing, yeah, on the, and, in, on the, the, in the park, which, yeah. Quite frankly, it's the like the best idea ever. It is. <laughs> it's a shame they've actually closed that ride down now, which is a real, real shame. But that is it is brilliant. I, I think that stems from from Smith's kind of love of of all things movies. I mean, you only have to mm. watch it on anything Fat Man and Batman, um, the comic book men, all of his shows. He he's just he's a nerd. Yeah, he is just yeah, a he nerd. Is. He likes referencing a lot of other things in his in his work. Yeah. Anywhere that he can put a reference in, Absolutely. he'll put one in. Absolutely, but that's my favourite. More rats, and I high I have that in high regard. But just below it would be Dogma. But but yeah. <laughs> so come on in. Who's gonna Who's gonna go up next? Go on, Paul. <laughs> well, it's difficult with, with Kevin Smith. He's had sort of three very like distinct like parts of his career so he's had the viewers universe yeah and then after that he sort of tried to go a bit more mainstream yeah and he did jersey girl um zach and miri which i think actually to be a bit different i'll pick zach and miri because i think that is a really underrated film and i really don't know why it didn't do better because i mean at the time it was released you've got like Seth Rogen was one of the hottest things around. Yeah. He's off the, mm. off the back of like Knocked Up. And, and you know, the Judd Apatow comedies all yeah. did really well. And Zach and Miri is quite an accessible film, really. It's got Elizabeth Banks. It's got um, Seth Rogen. It's got like, a, it's got a good cast. Yeah, it it's... But it just didn't do the business. And I think he was really thought when he made that film that that was going to be like his big break, his like... Robert Rodriguez's Sam Raimi moment where yeah. he's going to hit the big time. Um, and I think it it hit him hard when he when it didn't happen. And I know that he he sort of his relationship with Harvey Weinstein was was it started was to wane, yeah, because he didn't feel that Harvey put the the marketing that it deserved behind it, and so it didn't do as well. But I mean, I don't know. Are you familiar with Zach and Miri? Zach and Miri do a porno. I mean, what do you think yeah. of it? <laughs> I like it. I I think it's it, it's different, and I think I think you're right that the the marketing part of it just didn't work. They didn't put enough into it to kind of promote it, which is a shame because I think that maybe the Weinstein company were expecting it to just automatically do well because you had Seth Rogen in it, and he was kind yeah. of at his peak at that time. Self marketing without yeah, you know, absolutely. And as a comedy. It's every bit as good, in my opinion, as things like Knocked Up and Super Bad. I think it's probably better than Knocked I Up. I well. didn't like Knocked Up. No, at I didn't. All. I didn't like it. So, you know, I thought, and and also it's got Jeff Anderson in it, who's always amazing. <sighs> and to see him as someone who isn't Randall is just, I, I just don't even know, you know, why he hasn't been a superstar because I just think he's hilarious in everything he's in. But he's so he's so quick, isn't he? Uh, as Randall, yeah. a lot of his stuff is improvised. Because he's just so so quick off the off the draw, he, he's he should be a comedian. But like you say, I don't I don't know why he's not been. He could say up. anything and it'd be funny because his voice is just yeah. amazing. Absolutely, but it it 
Zach Amiri is good. I think I think Kevin Smith is is really strong there, and he's kind of taken what he did from uh, Dogma and Chasing Amy and Jane Silent Bob, and he's he's kind of put it the same stuff into it. He's got the same sort of chemistry. He's got the same sort of post ed. He's got the same sort of direction. You can see that they're very very similar. His style mm. hasn't changed. It didn't change up to that no. point. It's only after that point that he changed his directing style. And you can see in you know in the episodes he does for certain programs, which we'll go into later, um, that that his directing style changed. Um, some attribute that to the excessive amount of weed that he smokes now. Well, that's he started smoking weed when he. Um well, when, when, when he, he did met, Zach and Miri. Well, yeah, because yeah. Seth Rogen's a massive yeah. weed head, isn't he? So they they got on like a house on fire. But I think after Zach and Miri was cop out, wasn't it? And I mean, he always said that he'd never direct a film he didn't write. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that's what he said. And then he didn't write cop out. And I don't know if that was just an attempt to do a studio movie again. But I mean, that was, you know, that didn't do well either. And then. Red State, he did that, and then I think he just said, "All right, well, that's enough. That's enough, yeah. I'm gonna." And then the what the, the like the new era is now the the podcast films, yeah, which are just rooted in marijuana. They're just far out. They're, but they're all. I you know I think Tusk's a good film as well. See, I like Tusk and I like Yoga Hoses. Yeah, I love it. I think they're great films. They're they're proper cheese and proper B movie type films, but they're strong. They are. They're funny. They're they're harking back to. What he, how he was in Clark's. Mm. I mean, for Tusk, it's a ridiculous movie, but Michael Parks is so amazing yep. as Howard Howe. It, it, it just, makes it work. It makes it work. Yeah, yeah it like it, it, it grounds the film and and it makes it credible. Like it's a ridiculous idea, but the performance is so convincing that, that you you believe it. You yeah. believe it could happen. Uh, absolutely, it's it. I don't know. I, I think he probably, I suppose he he didn't kind of get the backing from the studios, which is why he kind mm. of wants to go back into the the Viewaskew universe and kind of go back to that. But you know, he was it, he was good back in there with Viewaskew, and uh, I, I think that's that's his career high high point. Yeah, and the fact that he's sort of going back to the well and he's doing a Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be amazing. Jane Silent Bob get a reboot. It? Yeah, it's next year. Yeah. yeah, and there's more Brats as well. Yeah. The TV series yeah. uh, sequel to More Rats, I suppose. So. I what I can't believe is that he said he was finding it hard to sell that, and with all the stuff that's on Netflix, how on earth I know, can he not sell that? Because I don't know anybody who doesn't want to see that. I know some of the stuff on Netflix is just. Appalling. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it, it's not worth <laughs> the subscription it fee. No, it's not worth the subscription fee. But hey ho. Um, go on, in, Jess. Your favourite because you're you're new. Yeah, to Kevin I Smith. am. I'm very new. I've been kind of binge watching it for the past week or so. Whenever I've had the time. Um, probably my favourite. I've kind of just come to the conclusion now to myself in my head. Uh, probably Clerks Two. I think. Mm-hmm. I think yes. it's because it was the first one yeah, I yeah. watched as well, which kind of has that bit of a bias of yeah. the first one he's introduced to. Um, like, I love the simplicity of the story as well as the fact that it's just set in movies. Like, I love that concept and it's just two guys working behind the counter and, well, working is kind of putting it loosely because yeah. they don't do a lot of work. No, no, they don't. <laughs> I think, and like, like, I found was when I was watching... Um, like some of his other movies, he has brilliant casting choices. 
for his characters absolutely. like absolutely brilliant um but yeah i think that's probably my favorite just because the simplicity of the story and kind of how believable it was to sit and watch it and how kind of casual it was an easy watch you didn't have to think too hard mm. rosario dawson in that is amazing she's really yeah good. she is she's, she's absolutely brilliant. brilliant i like um what's it elias elias yeah. and randall's relationship <laughs> It's so good. You can imagine yeah. that, though, in a McDonald's or a you Burger can. King. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like that, couldn't you? You can. I've got, I say, I've got friends who work in kind of that environment, like McDonald's and whatnot, and they've kind of gone, yeah, that's actually pretty close to what it's like, only a bit busier. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, Randall and Elias, they're both massive nerds, but it's like it's showing that sort of that um, age difference. And then yeah. Randall's, yeah. Yeah. he's all about Star Wars and, and that, and then... Uh, Elias is all about the new stuff like you know Lord of the Rings Transformers and it's I I guess that's the whole point you know the characters from Clerks have moved on and now they're the old they're the old school and then there's the new the the new the kind of new geeks you know especially when the guy comes in and and he's like, you know, oh, would, you know, one ring to save them all, one yeah. ring to join, bind them all, whatever I'm not I'm not a Lord of the Rings geek (laughs) I don't I don't know but that just kind of that interaction was hilarious yeah i identified i found out i could identify with that as well because i am that kind of new geek in a way so when i do do that to like the older generation they kind of stare at me like what what are you doing and it's, oh, yeah. okay never mind <laughs> i do think a lot of people kind of they, they don't the new people they, they don't kind of understand the older films like the star wars trilogy because for me i mean i'm i'm only in my early 30s but mm-hmm. for me the the only trilogy is the, the original Star Wars trilogy, mm. and the only return is Return of the Jedi, not Return of the King. But I suppose that's because I'm I'm more old school. I like the simplicity of those, whereas it's all CGI and all. It's quite an easy story, you know. Like mm. Randall puts it, though. Here's the first film, <laughs> and the second film. And that's pretty much Lord of the Rings in a nutshell. Yeah, know? it is. <laughs> Whereas Star Wars is very intricate. They've got a lot of characters doing different things. And I think it, his way was a very simplistic way of putting it across. I, I, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings. I, I can't I can't slag Lord of the Rings no, off. No, I can't. I can't sit here and allow that to happen. It, it, you know, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I love Star Wars, but Lord of the Rings... I think Lord of the Rings for me amazing. just have, has a special place in my heart for me. I will always love it. Always. See, see, <laughs> see, I've I've never understood Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit films. They've not been. They're not films I would happily sit and watch. Yeah, Hobbit, I not so much. Yeah. I don't know why they made that into a trilogy. Like, well, obviously to copy the original, but yeah. that didn't need to be made into a trilogy. No. And there was loads of stuff in there that didn't need to happen. But yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't great. No. But you know, if there's going to be a trilogy, I would love to see a Clerks three. Yeah, I'd love yeah, to see but, one more. I would. That's not going to happen, is it? No. Because Randall and Jeff Anderson, who's the best thing about it, doesn't want to do it, I and know. I can't understand why that is. I think because he he feels he's been typecast in his films, uh, which is understandable. Mm. But you but know, only because he's not done anything else. Like I can't believe he wouldn't have had options to do other stuff. I know because I, he's brilliant. I know his comic timing is is probably best to none. Yeah. You know now anyway because he was just he was awesome. But I'd. I don't know. He should do a third movie. And they were all ready to go. They had the budget and the locations and everything, and then he pulled out. I know. Allegedly, Jeff Anderson pulled out. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been confirmed it was him, but it it 
it's common, you know, it's common knowledge that it was mm. him. Yeah. Because it wasn't Brian O'Halloran and it wasn't Jason well, he's coming. Well, well, he's coming back for, for the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Exactly. Which, yeah. So, yeah. Which I think is going to be great because now that everything that Kevin Smith has kind of learned on his cinematic journey will kind of cul- culminate yeah. with that film because that's going back to what he is brilliant at, which is being on screen but directing it as well and producing it and writing it because, like you say, he's he's much better when he is directing a film he's written because he, mm. he knows the vision, he knows what yeah. he wants. But saying that, he's been fantastic in his direction of Supergirl and The Flash. Yeah, he has. Which we'll get to after a couple of songs. The water is wide. I can't get over
This is Michael Winslow, and you're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. Please press the hash key for more now. Hmm, that was not the hash key. So that was Owali Wally by Gerard Way, who you'll know from My Chemical Romance and from the film Tusk, and also uh, Social by Squirt Gun. What a name. From Mallrats. <laughs> um, and we were actually just saying that that's probably one of the best intro 
songs from any yeah. film. Mm, but, that's brilliant. I love it. Right, it, sets the, it sets the tone it's, oh, for more routes. It's perfect. Oh, absolutely. It definitely sets the tone of the entire film. Absolutely. And I think it kind of it, it typifies the the whole film because they they are you know Squirt Gun are quite a young rambunctious kind of mm. uh, group. They're you know I think that's the only hit they had. I might be wrong. You know if I'm wrong, let me know. Tell me. But I, it's great. But uh, but yeah. So. Um, I forgot to say when we were talking about more rats, well, I've got to just bring it up the ending, which is a nod to Fast Times Original yes, High. Yes, it is. Which yes. is one of the best films ever made. <laughs> I love Simple it. I, as that. I absolutely love Fast Times Original High. And yeah. I love um, Judge Reinhold in that. I think he's awesome. Just everybody. Jennifer Jason Lee, Phoebe Cates. Yep. It is. It is a great. It's probably over your head. I think. <laughs> I, I think that film's probably over your Are head. You too yes. young for fast times, right? Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on. But um, I, I, the thing with Kevin Smith, I think, is that he is so, so normal, and that is what translates into his films. You know, mm-hmm. you start at Clark's, and we started this discussion. But I think Clark's is a little bit artsy fartsy because it's in black and white. And it's different, mm. but. I think it was I think it was black and white for necessity rather than aesthetic though because well it was skint <laughs> yeah I mean when you make a film and it's not like now when you can film on you know digital it was on actual film for twenty seven and a half thousand you know dollars you know it's not going to look like a Hollywood blockbuster so right. I, I don't think that it's filmed in black and white for any other reason than. Well, I know it wasn't. Yeah, they but didn't it, it have works, the money. Though. It just works in black and white. When you watch the film now, I mean, I, I watched the original Clerks and then Clerks X, digitally mm-hmm. remastered. I prefer it, the original, rather mm-hmm. than remastered. It looks so much more authentic. It's not about how it looks. It's it's about the dialogue. It's dialogue-driven, isn't it? So it, yeah. it, it's irrelevant mm-hmm. what it looks like. And that's that's a lot of Kevin Smith's films. He's not He's not really about visuals. He's more of a... It's more it's about the content. What yeah. It's what's about and what's in it, yeah, than how it looks. But I think you know, with 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 Clerks, you know, he said he he watched Richard Linklater's Slackers, and he was like, right, I'm going to make a film. I want to make a film about you know how I am with my friends, yeah. and I want to yeah. you know have a film about people talking about Star Wars and you know just hanging out, working in a you know convenience store. That convenience store was actually where he worked. That is actually yeah. where Kevin Smith worked, um, which I I didn't I didn't know, and I think that's amazing that he actually managed to to kind of derive a film entirely around his own place of work. I think that, yeah. that that's amazing, and, and and he was working there in the day and then shooting the film at night, yeah. from like half ten to half five in the morning. Yeah, he was absolutely he was so mm. engrossed in in making the film, and it took a while for it to get picked up, but because of that, more rats which was then made afterwards, was picked up by Miramax. So, you know, it kind of did him a favour, I think, the effort he put in. But you are right. I mean, with with Smith movies, they're, they're all dialogue-driven. Yeah. They're all dialogue-driven. You've got to only have to look at Jay and Silent Bob. There's a lot of crass dialogue in there, but it's stuff that you would just talk about with your mates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. you can imagine, especially the ending, you can imagine two stoners... <laughs> With that much money, we were like, I'm just going to go and kick the backside of everyone who slagged us off on the internet. Mm. And that, and you can imagine someone having that stupid idea, absolutely stoned off their head and going, yeah, let's just do that. We've got loads of money. We've got nothing else to do. Mm. Let's just go and do that. And I think that that is it, it, it's kind of testament to, to Smith, his kind of his way of thinking. He thinks like a juvenile. 
and I mean that as an absolute compliment. Yeah. Because mm. he he's what he does is he easily reaches out to he knows his audience. He knows who he wants to reach out to. He knows who he wants to watch his films. Mm. So he knows how to play to them and he he writes and he directs straight at them, which yeah, which is good. I mean, as an actress kind of you must get some sort of direction. Yeah, definitely. You can you can just see from well for me anyway, you can see the how he's directed his cast and how brilliant that he has done it to get that script across and for it to be so believable. And you can also kind of see that brilliant immaturity that comes out from that can only come of come from him. You can that's kind of fluid throughout all of his show, all of his shows, all of his um, films. You can tell they're written by him because there's just something about that dialogue and that immaturity, that kid like or teenager like way of talking that's yeah, just yeah. him you can definitely tell kevin smith dialogue like, oh yeah <laughs> i mean you can tell when it's been written by him and i think just going back to jay and Silent bob strike back i love that film just because it's just a film for the fans it's just purely definitely for the fans definitely and, you know if you've loved all the the other viewers um universe films then that's just the field day for you because it's got all the brilliant characters mm. And it's just what I love about Jane Silent Bob as well. It's, I mean, I suppose all films to an extent are like this, but that one in particular, it's a time capsule for like everything that was awesome at that time. And like when I was growing up, like Stifler's in it, yep. Jim's <laughs> in it, Nadia from American Pie, Dawson's in, in it. it. It's just, it's just everything. Like, you know, Wes Craven, Scream, like everything that was cool at that moment in time is in that film. And I think that. Uh... I think you're right. That kind of, like you say, is encapsulates everything and mm. makes it so watchable. And like you say, it is. I, I think it's an homage to two characters who he had no intention of ever making them superstars. They were just two <laughs> stoners mm. to pad out what was an already exceptional dialogue in in Clark's and um, in Mallrats. But like you said earlier, Jay seems to kind of take it to the next level in Mallrats, and I think mm. that's where. People start to think, hang on a minute, these two might not do much, but they're hilarious and mm. they're and they're mm. literally kind of the heart and soul of the films. I love um Silent Bob's as a character anyway. Just is the fact that the idea of the that he doesn't talk until it's important and what he says is kind of that mind blown moment, I find absolutely brilliant. I love characters like that. And yeah. trying to like weighing that up against Jay's character who just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks is brilliant. And the facial expression that Kevin Smith makes with some of the stuff that he's coming out with is just brilliant. It is. It, it is great. And there's, there's a bit in Chasing Amy when he does this speech about, um, and he actually talks about Joey Lauren Adams yeah. and his relationship. Yeah. And, he, and he's just like, and Jay's just like, oh man, when he goes off, he thinks he's going to have this massive impact and, <laughs> and he's just chatting rubbish. Obviously, change the words and you know a couple of bit more swear words in it, but it, but it is it is it is so true. That's that he's just brilliant, and they are great characters. I think they're both great in Dogma. Yeah, probably. Definitely. I don't think that he thought that they could sustain a whole film until Dogma. Yeah, because mm. I mean, Dogma is it's all about it, that's the Jay show for me. Like, I mean, he's amazing in Dogma. <laughs> he's hilarious, mm. and that was the first Kevin Smith film I ever saw. And I was just hooked. I just needed to see more. Those those two characters are I, amazing. I, I think it's brilliant that they just take an, just a, 
an uncensored stab at religion. It's probably the yeah. worst thing at that particular time in '99. It's the worst time to have a stab at religion, especially with the millennium mm. and everything. Yeah. And I think it was it was great. I think it was funny, uh, and obviously you had you know you had Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and I loved the um, I, I just loved the whole kind of taking stuff from the Bible, putting it on film, and having a real funny stab at it. Mm. And like, Buddy Christ. <laughs> Come on, honestly, that's just that, that's just hilarious, you know. And you've got Jason Lee as the demon. It's a smart uh, film. Alan Rickman like... as the uh, voice of God. Who, Metatron. Who yes. doesn't want a pep talk from Alan Rickman? Oh, I know. How right. to get your life together? <laughs> but it's just that it's just his voice, you know. When when he when he kind of materializes in the thing, she gets the fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah. He appears in a big ball of flames. It's just, a, it is, but it's probably one of, I think it's an underrated film and I think it's underrated from a directional point of view, which Smith has done a fantastic job. Mm. I mean, all of his films, I'm, I'm biased. I love Kevin Smith, but I think, you know, he's had a couple of, I don't rate Chasing Amy as much mm. as most people do. I definitely don't rate Cop Out. Maybe not no. because it's not no. him, but... You know, he's had a few turkeys, but then it's in the eye of the beholder. I, I think Dogma is probably the most underrated film ever. I love I, Dogma. I think Dogma is a re- is one of his his best films. It's a smart film. It's seamless. Like you know, it's 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 take. I mean, I got my GCSE RE exam based on watching Dogma. Like <laughs> really, it told it told me all I needed to know about religion. That was <laughs> that was it. But like. I I think watching it back recently, I think the way Dogma is shot, it it sort of exposes him a bit in that he's not a visuals guy, and I think you know it, it doesn't look as good now as some of the others. See, I I have to disagree. I think it stands up quite well. Yeah, I think it stands up quite well now. When you look at some of the films that are so CGI heavy, it doesn't need it. it, it at when they, all. No, whereas Dogma is it's quite basic yeah. you know you've only got the cgi bit at, at the end with um with loki and uh bartleby and um you know the bit where he gets uh, jason lee gets hit with the golf club <laughs> i think that's pretty much it i don't think there's a lot i just think it's sort of kevin smith's or you know he's a bit he's never he, he was sort of known for not being so good at shooting action and i think yeah. that film exposes it more i mean i love it still but just watching it back if there was a criticism then that that may be it but you know but i still love it absolutely <laughs> it's it, it is a great film it is a great film and because it's such a great film i'm gonna play this
you go. That was Candy Girl by New Edition. I actually thought that was done by the Jackson 5 for years and years and years. Yeah, I thought it sounds that, like it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the Jackson 5, but no, it's a band called New Edition. So, uh, But because we were talking about Dogma, we had to, had to play that song. Did you like how I had yeah. that already prepared? <laughs> that was quite clever, that was, wasn't it? Because sense that coming. So yeah. It's going to come up. So <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about, uh, let's move away from Kevin Smith's filmography and talk about his directing in TV shows. I absolutely think he's hit the nail on the head. He's in his element in Supergirl mm. and in The Flash. I think he's he's directed some of the most interesting episodes for each of them. I don't know if you guys have ever have you seen Supergirl or Flash? Yeah, I've seen kind of the odd episode here and there, and I've probably seen one of his, but I couldn't name it off the top of my head. It's not something that I follow kind of strictly. No, mm. I've never seen Supergirl, never seen The Flash. Sorry. Really, it's, it yeah. is good. It is very good. They are both really, really good, and because he's such a, he's such a film nerd and comic book nerd, he mm. he loves that. And he, I remember him saying that when he was approached, it was like his dreams come true. And yeah. he's, he, at the moment, he's recording episode uh, episode five of season three of Supergirl, and he keeps posting stuff up, mm. and like he's so happy being in his element in that. And I think it's great for him. But he he did one of my favourite Flash episodes, which was called Killer Frost. It's where one of the characters becomes the the, the villain, Killer Frost. She gets powers and she basically can control Frost and stuff. There's a whole backstory behind that. But it, I just absolutely love the just the overall direction of it because again, it's not very actiony. Mm. The action that mm. is in there, it's short and sharp. It's all dialogue. It's all building up to a crescendo, which I think. Mm. Looking, thinking about it now, after what you said about his films being more dialogue driven, I must admit I never really looked at it in that way. I just kind of sat back and strapped myself in. I knew what was coming, but looking back, you can actually see that it was very much dialogue driven that episode in in the Flash. Anyway, I mean, I've heard him talk about doing the Flash episodes on like Smodcast and that, yep. and it, I think he loves doing it because from the sounds of it, he can just go and it just pretty much directs itself yeah and he's just he's just happy to to be there because like you say he, he loves he loves all that stuff being a fanboy is yeah. that ultimate fan he is boy, the ultimate fanboy though which I, help which works for it because you've got to love something to direct it that well yeah and you can see that he loves it he loves his work yeah and it definitely comes across in in what he does and i'm hoping that it will come across in jay and silent bob get a reboot mm. and in more brats I'm more interested to see Mallrats, I think, because mm. that's a TV show. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know how many episodes it, it is. I think I think it's seventeen. It might not be seventeen. It might just be seven. It might be getting, it might even be ten. It's one of them. Um, <laughs> I remember him saying on Twitter actually. But I'm interested to see how that goes because I, I think that will probably be his strongest yet because he's taking something that is is basically his, and he's been able to expand on it. Mm. So I'm, I am interested to see that. But he was great in Supergirl as well. He did Supergirl Lives, which was, which for me was probably one of the best Supergirl episodes for me. Um, and I think, again, it wasn't very action-y. There was mm. a lot of CGI with uh, The Flash and with Supergirl. But he kind of mixes it with a, the, the best sort of dialogue. Um, I don't think he wrote, wrote it. I think he's had an input in in those episodes, but he didn't actually write them. But he seems so at home in those episodes, and they were some of my favourite ones. In in one of the episodes he directed, um, he actually put Jay Muse in it. He actually got <laughs> him in it. it. Yeah, and and I remember Jay saying that he he was just so happy to just be there. <laughs> Literally, he gets like ten yeah. seconds screen time, 
but he loved every second of it. He thought it was brilliant just to mm. be on on the set, and it's it's just great. I I think he's transitioned better from where he was in films to being in TV shows. And when you look back at, at Yoga Hoses, you can see the difference from say Tusk. There's a there's a lot of di- I know Yoga Hoses is a very kind of off the cuff. Um, Comedy slash horror slash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yoga hoses, yoga hoses is what it is. I think, and I think it's good fun. Like, yeah, it is. it's Absolutely. not, yeah, it's definitely. not trying to be, you know, you know, something really like I don't know, artsy and 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 serious. It's like he said, it was a cross between what Gremlins and Clueless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's gonna, you know, I'm, that's selling, that's gonna sell anything if a cross between Gremlins and Clueless. That's I, brilliant. I think it didn't get it, it didn't get the reaction he'd hoped, which is a shame. Because much like Dogma, which didn't get much in terms of um, sale value from cinemas, it's done massively well in DVDs. And, yeah, and, and I think Yoga Hoses will be the same and time will tell with it. I think it, it, that was a labour of love, I think, him doing that. Because obviously his daughter's got the, the joint lead role with Johnny Depp's daughter. Mm. And I think because they're, they're good mates in real life, I think it's kind of a, a showcase for them to get their talents out. And I thought they were actually pretty decent. I thought, I thought they, they were good. good. Yeah. I, I read some like scathing reviews of them, but I didn't think they were justified. I thought they were pretty good. There's always going to be reviews like that, though, based yeah. on anything. There's always yeah. going to be someone out there who doesn't like it, and you can't please everyone. And that's what I kind of like about Kevin Smith, is he doesn't. He knows he's not going to please everyone, and he doesn't care. I, I think he's just no, at that point doesn't. now <laughs> where he, he's got that core fan base, yeah. yep. and he's just like, I'm just going to make the films I want to see, and you'll go and see them because you'll see, you know, you like Kevin Smith and you'll go and see Kevin Smith films. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's enjoying making films again. Well, I think he enjoyed making the Viewers Universe films. I don't think he enjoyed making Jersey Girl. No. Um, Cop Out. No. Those, those films in between. And now, and he said, you know, I've had enough of directing and now he's coming back doing the films he wants to do and I think he's enjoying it again. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's definitely, I think he's kind of refound his love for for films and for TV shows and, you know, long may it continue because, you know, like you say, he has a core fan base. Us being, yeah. being one, I'll being be, two I, of You them. know, I see anything Kevin Smith is going to do. It, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Out of interest, though, because you're talking about TV, did did either of you ever see that Clerks animated series? I didn't, no. No, no. no. I bet that's brilliant, though, isn't it? It's great, and that only ran for, like, six episodes, and I don't think it even got on TV but it's if you like Clerks then you've got to watch I'll, it I'll have to find, find it yeah. it's great <laughs> I will have to find it because I didn't know that there was an animated series I will have to find it though because I would love to see that because I bet that's Ch- yeah check it hilarious. out there's, it's really good there's like TV movies for uh, Jay and Silent Bob as well which yes. I didn't realise um, when I was going through IMDb earlier so I'm going to plan to watch them at some point as well see we've got we've converted <laughs> yeah we've absolutely converted her easily done <laughs> Yeah, we'll put if you like if you like um, Jay and Silent Bob and Clerks, then you'll love the animated series. It's all you know. It's nods to films. It's you know the the second episode is a flashback episode. Oh really? And they keep flashing back to like the first episode. It just (laughs) it's just funny. Okay, that sounds like it could be good fun. I will have to have a look at that. Mm. I think Um, I'm I'm super jealous that you got to meet Kevin Smith at LFCC this year. I did. I got a good. Seven, eight seconds with the man. It was, <laughs> it was an it was an honor. No, I mean he's he's such a nice guy. Because I mean, we had a I had a photo shoot with him, 
and he came out before the photo shoot and he basically said, look, I, I like to talk. He says, but these guys don't like me to talk. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm talking to you all now. I want you all to know that I'm not being rude, but we got we got to keep this ticking along so that I can meet everybody. You know, he didn't have to do that, but no. it was really nice of yeah. him. And you could, you could see, like, he, he just loves to talk to people and he wanted to talk to everybody more than he got a chance to. But, I mean, when you've got, I don't know, couple of hundred no more, more than that few thousand people waiting to have a picture with you you know you've got to move it along but you know it was it was awesome it was awesome to but meet him isn't that just testament to to the man himself though that he yeah. took the time to say look i like to talk i want to talk to you but i can't, I can't. yeah and like you say you didn't have to do that and i'm super jealous that you got to meet him because i <laughs> yeah. would i would love to meet Kevin Smith. So, Kevin, if you do ever listen to this, please drop me a DM next time you're in England. I'd love to to meet you and maybe grab an interview or something. But he won't ever hear this, which is a real shame. He might like my he tweets. May. No, he won't. Um, he won't. No, he won't. But, and and you the, know. And the first date me and my wife ever went on was to see Kevin Smith live, and I had to give that a shout out. Awesome. Awesome. Two thousand and five. Yeah. So see, apparently that's what you need to do to get uh, yourself a wife. Take him to take, Kevin, see Kevin Smith. To Kevin, Smith. Yeah. Kevin Smith is a love matchmaker then, obviously. <laughs> love matchmaker. But, see, you know. See, what are you going to do, though, if he does he does reply or If he does whatever. reply, I will, I will probably fall off my chair um, and probably die a happy man. But I will obviously respond to him if he, if he ever listens to this or... You know, or whatever. I would love to. I would love next time he's in England. I'd love to meet him and, mm. and have a chat with him because he's so unassuming. He's so normal. I mean, God, the guy wears his he wears his <laughs> hockey shirt or, or he wears his his baggy shirts and his jeans and a baseball cap. And literally everywhere he goes, it's mm. the same stuff, which is brilliant. He's doesn't he doesn't dress up for anybody. He's he no. just he's just himself. Which well, is he amazing. was saying he was saying at Comic Con he was saying it used to be that people dressed like Silent Bob. But now people dress like him. People yeah. cosplay as him because he's just—he's so distinctive. And like it's like he calls them jorts, doesn't he? Like yeah, the yeah. jean shorts mm. and the um, what's it—the uh, hockey jersey. Yeah, yeah. The backwards cap. Yeah, it's just—it's just him. But he wears it all the time. He doesn't wear anything else, which is—which I hope he never changes because no, I don't think he will. No, I don't. That just makes him so so normal and so if you see him in the street you know you could walk up to him and have a chat with him mm. and he would probably stop and have a chat with you whereas other people he wouldn't charge you for a selfie no <laughs> certainly not 20 quid either <laughs> if you don't know what that is look, listen to my last podcast which is about the Northampton Comic Con you'll understand what we're talking about um, but yeah that was uh, yeah that was interesting but no he probably wouldn't charge me for a selfie no um, he wouldn't he'd probably be like yeah let's take let's do a live video let's just do that yeah. instead you know but Hey ho, um, that's it. We've we've done an hour. Wow! Believe it or quick. not, how quickly has <laughs> that gone? We've done an hour. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in. It's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank absolute you for having pleasure. us on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, um, you are good. welcome back whenever you like. I know you're back. <laughs> I was like, you're stuck with me for next week. I know so. you're back next week, Jess, because we're doing Game of Thrones next yeah. week. So you're back there. Yep. Paul, you're welcome back whenever you want. We'll sort something out for another of show. Course, yeah. And come back and. We'll um yeah it's been good we'll do something it's been brilliant I've loved having having you both on it's been amazing it's been nice to just be able to sit back and chat not that I can't anyway when Andrew and Alex are on we kind of just do this all the time <laughs> as well it's so yeah. nice to just have people to talk to it's um it's been an absolute pleasure uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening as well um, next week as I said we're doing Game of Thrones so please tune in for that 
Um, my tea of the week, which I didn't get in earlier because uh, I just wanted to just battle through everything, is Flash TV show shirt. Um, because obviously Kevin Smith does some work with the Flash. I thought, why not? I'll stick that on. Um, and I'll put a picture of that up on the Instagram, on the Twitter and on the Facebook for you all as well. It's a cool shirt. Yeah, it is. Sure. it is. It is. It is pretty awesome, I must admit. It, I know everyone's got one. You know, <laughs> a lot of people wear it because of Sheldon from uh, Big Bang Big Theory. Bang but, you know, whatever, I don't mind. So, um, so yeah, so that's it. If you guys want to shout out anybody at all, you are more than welcome to. If there's anyone uh, you want to say hi to. Shout out to my wife, Rachel, uh, my daughter, Ava, and um, my good friend, uh, James Glendennin. Excellent. Uh, shout out to my mum and dad who are on a nice hot holiday somewhere. And on the beach drinking um, and to my aunt as well who's currently in hospital after a broken hip oh, <laughs> well, we, hope, we hope you get well soon and we hope that uh, mum and dad you're having a nice holiday as well um, without it's right, me it's, it's alright for some you know <laughs> Sardinia so, uh, it's even worse as Italy oh love it now. right that's it thank you very much guys um, tune in next week to listen to Game of Thrones um, and then we'll have uh, some more shows coming up after that which we'll put the schedule up on the Facebook page so that just leaves me to say thank you and I will speak to you again soon there is one more thing it's been emotional
Show! 